You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Live, for tuning in and listening. I am Father Richard Kunst, and I am here with Cindy Jennings, my co-host. We are coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth at the St. James Campus of Stella Maris Academy, which will be starting up here again pretty quick. So uh, that was a fascinating interview. Dr. Habig is obviously he's a smart guy. Yeah, he knows his stuff. I think that he like to dig more. I think one uh, percent of his brain is probably five hundred <laughs> times more than my full brain. I just so want to stick like, it in my brain yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty impressive stuff in regards to um, uh, the the science and the scope and what he was talking about. You know, and that one part of that's the 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 absolute expansiveness of the universes. You can't even fathom it. Can't even fathom it. The one thing that I was going to. Um, uh, bring up to him, but uh, I didn't. Was another thing that I've used a lot in my own, you know, teaching and even in homilies at times. Like, you know, you know, there are more. They say that there's more uh, stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on the planet Earth, and, and that, it's just amazing when you think about how many grains of sand are on Earth. But yet, scientists would posit that there are more stars wow. than there are grains of sand on Earth, which That's is amazing. The expansiveness I, of it all. Just- going from child brain to adult brain and everything in between there and how much you mature and how much you just get wiser and how much you study and how much you look into this and how complex everything gets. It just, it, it, there just has to be a God. It is. Yeah, it is one of those, it is one of those conversations that you can have with somebody like that. Um, uh, like Dr. Habig and, um, have a, a you could probably do full you know several shows on how science and religion factor in and especially when you talk about the expansiveness of nature and then the, the minuteness of nature what he works with because even though he's an astronomer he's also he, he works with the small stuff like he was saying he's kind of like a unique right. uh, unique guy but um, he does all sorts of different types of research all over the world he didn't go into all the places that he's gone, but, um, uh, you know, because I've known him for so long, you know, I've known him all the places that he's had these huge, you know, investigations or whatever scientific research that he's done. So he's pretty well known throughout the world in, in the scientific realm that he's in. So it's just fascinating stuff. It is fascinating. Thanks for putting me on that spot with that trivia question. Oh, yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, we're, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world, and uh, I know that pretty quick we're going to be doing our straight talk segment. But the oh, actually, right, there, it's, it there it is. What timing? <laughs> so that that is the sign that you can make your phone calls and ask any type of question that you might possibly have, and you don't even have to do the phone call. You can also do it by Facebook through uh, Real Presence Live Facebook. You can submit it. the The phone number is eight seven 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 nine five. 0122 that's 8777950122 now the thing is is that um we and i say this every time those of you that listen to me all the time is that we don't get the questions until like the second half of the of this segment in fact it's a lot of times towards the end it seems like everybody's afraid to make that first call <laughs> and so or to submit the first question via facebook but as soon as the first person does it then everybody starts doing it so I think that there should be some brave soul out there to start us off early because we get all these questions in the last 10 minutes of the segment. We don't get to them and do justice to them. And so if you have a question, start off at the beginning of the segment by calling 877-795-0122. 
and that's also via Facebook. And so as we wait for our questions to come through, and it looks like we might have one coming up pretty quick, but we'll get the green light when it happens and it's available. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I've been on the theme of lately, Cindy, and we'll get to the questions here shortly, but one of the things that I've been really on the theme of lately is um, of, of being charitable on the Internet. On Facebook, it's so it's so quick. So many people are so quick to be mean on Facebook. It is. I even find myself in that sort yeah. of trap where you're writing something and then I erase it because I'm like, that's just not very nice. It's, it's, I yeah. do that six times before I come up with the right. That's the way to do it because we're faith. we're tempted to do to be. Why is it that we are prone to be mean? And I think it's you know part of it's like. If you do it from the comfort of your own house and you think you're not going to be called on it, it's, 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 we are in such a mean period of time right now. I mean, the COVID becoming so politicized, the political uh, element that we're uh, environment in, the rioting, the craziness of 2020. As Catholic Christians, as Christians in general, we need to be the opposite. Of, we need to be the antithesis. And so if you're, if you're listening to this show, you're probably, at least seeking faith, don't be a jerk online. Don't feed <laughs> into the craziness of the meanness that is in our in our society. And so don't do it. Cindy, that's a great what you just said. It's like if you got something that you have a beef with on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever you do, don't don't push the send button or whatever you do until you've thought it through for a while. A lot of things can get our emotions really steamed. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be quick to do that. But every time okay, so we're still waiting for our first questions to come in, but call 877-795-0122. So I'm not on Facebook, and I'm proud to say I'm not on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page for the parish. Every time, and so even though I'm not on Facebook, I still have the opportunity to see what people say in comments. And so because of COVID, I've been on, I've been on the World Wide Web a lot more because of the masses I do. I teach apologetics classes, and we do other things uh, on Facebook where I'm on it. Every single person that I've seen that has written something mean, about something I did or something I said, I call them on the phone. I know. I can't believe you can do I've that. I've called every it's single great, one though. of them. That's what you should do. No, because you know, because that 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 keeps us on the. I don't call them to be a jerk. I call them to say, "Hey, let's talk." You know, it's like right. you know, or I it's want, left open. Yeah, it's and I want to make it comfortable. I I, I don't want to make it uncomfortable. Although it is an uncomfortable conversation, but you know, I mean, people need to know that when they make some sort of a comment online, that that they have to own it. You know, and so. Uh, um, uh, I think it's I think it's important that if if somebody says something mean or negative, if you're in the situation and if you're you've got the guts to do it, to to talk to them in a Christian mode. I I didn't call any of them up, and I even called them into my office if they wanted to come in to chew them out. I just I just said, hey, okay, I want to hear what you had to say and you know why you're upset at me, type of thing. And and the things That's changed. So it changed right away. Well, I think we need to do stuff like that. But anyhow, I mean, I've been, so anyhow, I've been on the soapbox lately about being nice because I've got my own parishioners that I see. Unfortunately, it's very disappointing to me that are not nice online, and that that's more of a statement about the person than the thing that they're mad about. Anyhow. Well, I think number one, we need to just realize that politics is not going to get us to heaven. No, so that's true. So it doesn't true. matter your political view. It's not Even if it's not heaven. politics. we got to think higher. Get know? away from anger and yeah. nastiness. Anyhow, we do have a question, thankfully. And so this is a, uh, it's not on the phone. So this is Michael from Duluth. Looks like he's got a couple questions. In the early church, there were five patriarchies. 
are they uh, are they or were they subservient to the Pope and are they still in existence today okay so that's a good question and I'm gonna kind of spitball this one a little bit Michael I appreciate the questions kind of in depth is that um, uh, yeah there were certain what we'd say maybe to use terminology today dioceses in the early church that were really significant really important and so we think of today well the really big one is of course is Rome but there was also ones that were really historical, and if I'm not mistaken, something like Constantinople, I believe, Alexandria, Egypt, I believe. Um, there was other, I can't name them all, but uh, um, uh, they were really significant historically, but also because, you know, I mean, maybe they had some uh, a tomb of an apostle or something like that. And so there, in the early church, there was some debate. There was definitely some argument. The, the idea of Rome being the, the first, or the most significant, and the most powerful, that didn't de- that that there were seeds of that at the very beginning, but it didn't develop to our understanding to what we have now uh, as clear cut as we have now. And so, certainly in the early church, there there definitely would have been patriarchs in certain locations that would have had taken issue with Rome having authority over them. And so that developed over time, but it developed uh, over time to God's wishes, you know. And so, do they still exist? They do. And so we still hear about patriarchs, you know. But it's not terminology that we use as much, and it's not as significant because those places, those seas, like, say, Alexandria, Egypt, are not as significant as they were back then. All right, and so hopefully that answered your uh, um, uh, question in regards to the patriarchies. I'm sure that there are some people that could answer that question a lot better than I, so I, like I said, I kind of spitballed that well, one. You did well. Oh, well, what, but, so now Father Ryan Moravitz, he'd always be on the Internet. He'd be on this phone right now checking my checking my facts to see whether or not I got it right. Oh, really? Yeah. And Maybe so, he's doing that right now. He might be, but might I'm, be I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, ho- I'm glad you're not doing it, though. So <laughs> I can that. be wrong. So so I'm going to give you, if, you, if it's like a historical question like that, I'm going to give you the facts to the best I know it. If it's another type of question that's looking for my opinion, that's fact, too. Ha uh-huh. mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I generally think that my opinions are correct. That's, well, that's, why, right. that's why they're my opinions. I know. So I'll give you my opinions, I'll correct too. your opinions, too. If okay, if they disagree with your opinions. <laughs> that's the Father Ryan in me. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's the uh, um, the whole thing with the uh, the patriarchies. So, um, uh, and it looks like we do have a uh, another one that's going to be coming in. And so this is, this is great. Uh, we have a couple of calls coming in right away, a couple of questions. Call 877 795 Zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You don't have to be on the air, just like what Michael was. Michael was not on the air. He submitted the question. If you're a little shy about that, you can just do it that way, or you can just do Facebook as well. And so it looks like we have Paulette. Is Paulette on the line? Oh, okay, Paulette is not there. So she's got another question. You want to read that question for me, Cindy? Uh, yes. If the holy water that is blessed on holy Saturdays, is it exercised as well? Is it exercised as well? Um, no, sure. I, well, I mean, there are, okay, I feel like these questions that are coming in are not, they're not in my scope of uh, another uh, another spitball answer here. And so, uh, and again, I mean, there could be smarter people out there, out there more than me, and I'm sure that there are, that I believe, and I could be wrong, I believe that certain, um, in exorcisms, there might be special blessings of that water. Uh, as far as I know, you know, when we do the blessings of, holy saturday it's more special i would say than regular blessed water because it's the blessing of the holy saturday uh, water and you know with the the paschal candle uh and we only do that once a year is that used in a particular way for exorcisms is that is there special exorcism properties of that water not that i'm aware of and i do believe i do believe that there might be and i'm not an exorcist that there might be 
certain prayers that are prayed over water that might be used in an exorcism that's not normally prayed. As far as I know, I don't think that holy water blessed on Saturday, the Saturday vigil, has exorcism properties any more than other ones. I could be wrong. That's yeah. That's a that's a good. I mean, yeah, these are good questions. A, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Challenge well thought out. So, Paulette from Two Harbors. Good question. You could probably Google that and come up with a better answer. But not necessarily. Don't trust everything on Google. <laughs> All right. So you can call 877-795-0122. Already I'm being proven wrong. My, my theory, which is almost always accurate, of callers and questions coming in at the end of the segment is being false right now. It's like I'm being proven. I like this being proven wrong, Cindy. You do? You, yes, oh, because good. I want them to submit the question. That's what the whole segment's about. Yeah. So thank you for the two that so far. And uh, it looks like more are coming in. So 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. Any type of question you have, even these really good questions that I, I feel like I'm on thin ice with a little bit. Uh, <laughs> like or, or you can do the Facebook page thing. And, uh, and like I said already, you do not have to... Um, uh, you do not have to be on the air. We haven't had anybody on the air yet with a question, but you can be on the air if you want to. So, again, that's 877-795-0122. All right. Looks like we have Bonnie from Sioux Falls. Is she on the air? Okay, she's not on the air either. Okay, go ahead, Cindy. Read that one for me. Okay, who is the new Catholic Church? Who is new to the Catholic Church um, inquiring about the differences between deadly and mortal sin? Okay, oh, so Bonnie is new to the Catholic Church, I'm guessing. Oh, so, oh who if, is new? Okay, okay Bonnie, who is new to the Catholic Church, inquiring about the difference between deadly and mortal sin. Okay, so, you know, St. Paul, and I'm not going to tell you the book that, or the letter that he wrote that it's in, because I don't know, but St. Paul uh, makes uh, reference about the deadly sin and deadly sin. He doesn't use terminology mortal sin, but they're kind of the same. You know, you'd think, okay, deadly sin, mortal sin, and there might be some uh, ethicist or moral theologian that might say, oh, no, they're a little bit different, but... Mortal means deadly. And so just looking at the use of the terminology, the words mean the same thing. So uh, I'm going to use the, um, uh, I'm just going to say, okay, they're, they're pretty much from the standpoint of, um, uh, from most people's sayings, that a deadly sin is just another way of saying a mortal sin. And when we say a mortal sin is that if you commit that sin and you die without having confessed that, you are not in a good place. Uh, so that's what a moral sin is. So, um, you know, I, I do, you know, I mean, whenever I talk about mortal sin and or deadly sin in the realm of theology, I uh, and, you know, just answering people's questions, I always walk gingerly with that because I'm not God and God makes this decision. Okay, but, but yes. um, uh, you know, as Pope Francis has so aptly said, he says that, um, uh, you know, God's name is mercy. And uh, St. John Vianney, one of my favorite saints, the patron saint of priest, said that, the greatest sin ever committed is a mere speck of dust compared to the mountain, which is God's mercy. That's St. John Vianney. Oh. And so, uh, you know, I mean, for, for the sin, the sin has to be pretty doggone bad for this God of mercy to, uh, to send you to hell for eternity. So uh, because of that sin. So um, a lot of people will come into the confessional. Of course, I can't speak specifics about confession, but people will office will often preface a sin by saying, okay, and this is a mortal sin. And I'll say, wait a minute, wait a minute, heads, you know, time, up, time, 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 time. Is that necessarily a mortal sin? You know, and so, so we just have to be cautious in regards to using that. I think that traditionally we've, we've thrown that term on a lot of things the traditional, you know, Catholics have that it doesn't fit on. And so that's not the question that Bonnie was asking. I know, but I always kind of go on that soapbox when we talk about things. So, Bonnie, to answer your question very shortly, briefly, 
from my standpoint, unless, again, somebody else has got some sort of proof out there that they want to correct me, I would say that I would use the term deadly sin and mortal sin is pretty much um, uh, interchangeable. But traditionally Catholics, we use the term mortal sin. That's our traditional Baltimore catechism uh, term, if you would say, if you would, uh, if you will. Well Great done. questions. We've had well three done. of them so far. Yeah. So uh, again, 877-795-0122. We have not had a caller in yet, but that's fine. We uh, These questions that have come in, actually, I will, I will, I'm going to go out on limb and say that the three questions that we've had, are probably some of the best questions that I can remember. Actually, these are really they're tough questions. There's so, some I didn't know. I yeah, was so like, oh, so, so keep nice. so keep them coming. 877-795-0122 or on our Facebook page. You can just write it in there. And as of right now, I don't see any questions coming down the pike. So the lines are wide open and Facebook is wide open for you to submit your questions. And so I want to see if this ter- this trend keeps going with these good questions starting off at the very beginning of the of the segment of Straight Talk. Well, while we're waiting, we can still go back to the Facebook thing because, yes. you know, it's going to get worse really bad it is. before November. I and mean, no matter what, is... and even after November, whatever the election results are, it's just going to get worse. Possibly, we, but I mean, no. but right now it's critical because we've got an election. You know, it's gonna, right. There's going to be so it's going to be really bad. Till yeah, I mean, the thing is that okay. So here, okay. No, I'm not again. I don't want to soapbox this whole, whole thing, but I am not on Facebook, and my life is perfectly normal. I feel perfectly sane. I'm not missing out on anything. I'm not on any social media, and I feel like my life is pretty fulfilling. I, I don't know, think I'm you, jealous. I think I want to get off Facebook it's, I, just for that reason. I, I mean. Are there times where I'm tempted to get on Facebook? Yeah, I'd love to connect with. And I did have Facebook once. You know, I I I had it for about six months. This was like when Facebook was new, so I'm talking like ten years ago or more. Mm -hmm. And I I was on it, and I realized after a very short time, it's like you know what, this is just a time suck. This is taking up. I am too busy. Why am I putting so much time into this thing? You know, and so so uh, um, yeah. I mean, so I got off of it after. I can't believe it took me six months to get off of it, and my life has been completely fine without it. So you don't have to be you don't have to be on uh, social media to to have a fulfilled life. All right, there's another question coming in. Okay, let's see. Uh, Brian Bryn <clears throat> Bryn. Uh, let's see. Good morning, Father Rich and Cindy. Father Rich is receiving the Eucharist by mouth or by hand more venerable. venerable. Okay, Bryn, that's a good question. She's uh, submitting that question via Facebook. I, that's another excellent Speaking question. I love these questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's some good to Facebook. I'm not saying it's all bad. But anyhow, uh, yeah, is, is there, is, okay, I'm going to repeat the question. Is receiving the Eucharist by mouth or by hand more venerable? Now, I mean, there's some people that think one is more important than the other or one is better than, or you're more pious from one or the other. And a lot of people are shocked to hear that, the most ancient records we have about reception of the Eucharist is on the hand. So the the oldest form that we have record of is receiving the Eucharist on the hand. Wow. Receiving on the, the tongue is a much later development. And uh, one is not better than the other. It's not. You know, I do I do believe that there have been, I do believe that there are some byproducts to opening it. Because so... So up until the Second Vatican Council, after the Council of Trent, up until just shortly after the Second Vatican Council, um, you could only receive it on the tongue. And so Pope Paul VI actually made it allowable so you can have receive it on the, on the hand. And so a lot of people didn't like that. And I do think that when it went back to receiving on the hand, that there was maybe a lack, a loss of, of uh, um, uh, 
veneration for the Eucharist because it became too, maybe for some, and that was only because there was a lack of catechesis from the church's standpoint, uh, that maybe, uh, you know, faith in the Eucharist or reverence for it diminished a little bit. But um, uh, your tongue is not holier than your hands, all right? So think of so think of all the things that that you say with your tongue that oh, might not very point. nice, yeah. and so it's not like your tongue is more holy than your hands. And so, is one better than the other? No, absolutely not. But uh, um, uh, and so is one more venerable? No, because you know the, again the more ancient one is receiving on the hand, and but you're perfectly in a good place with either one. Now, from my standpoint, now again we might get a lot of calls in from this one, but from my standpoint in regards to receiving on the tongue during COVID. I've actually asked my parishioners not to receive on the tongue because, you know, I mean, you're touching, you know, a lot of times when you're distributing communion, you're touching saliva. And so, you know, I mean, that's where, you know, that, that whole spread really comes. And so I've actually, and I know this is not mandatory, but I've asked my, asked my parishioners to only receive on the hand for this period of time during COVID. It's been a good time to, to actually um, educate people in you know, regards to that. I used to receive it on my tongue, and then I bit a priest. Oh, then you changed. So that was very practical. <laughs> and then I was super embarrassed, and then it went to hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. It looks like we have a, a comment from Nick. I enjoyed your conversations with uh, the science professor. It reminded me back in school when we studied about Adam's breaking down into electrons, protons, and neutrons. And I could think, and, and I, all I could think was, what a mechanic our Lord is to put this all together. Exactly. Nick, that's exactly what Dr. Habig was talking about. It's like, like the, the science of it, the craziness, the mystery of it is unfathomable. And so, uh, yeah, uh, Nick, you're right. It's like, how could God is, God's a good maker. <laughs> that's what I'll just say. God's a pretty darn good maker. So thanks, Nick, for that uh, that that comment. Again, call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We've had some uh, great questions so far, um, uh, and you can do it via Facebook, as Bryn did, uh, did just a few minutes ago, or you can make the phone call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Either be on the air, or um, uh, or or you can just um, uh, uh, submit it on the phone, and they'll just write it down for us. And so right now the lines are totally open. And um, uh, and Facebook is always open, of course. Yeah, keep it coming. These are good. It's exciting. We had yeah. questions right at the beginning. Yeah, I know. Let's keep so them coming. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I don't mind going back to this um, uh, topic of conversation in regards to the whole Facebook thing because I I think I honestly think that this is something that needs to be out there more from the Christian Catholic standpoint. It really does. It's like we our faith is not just when we're in the church building at mass. It's when we leave as well, and it's when we're on our computer as well. So lots of times people think, well, you know, computers are bad because of pornography. Yes, that's absolutely true. But computers are also bad because a lot of our unchristian traits come out clear as a bell on it when it comes to, like, social media. So don't, if you're, again, if you're listening to this, don't ever be a jerk online. Don't. If you're angry, settle down before you write something. Yeah, you don't have to respond right away. People think that they... They have to respond right at that moment. No, take some time. Take yeah, a day. Doesn't exactly. matter. Get exactly. back to it. Gonna be, do it right. It's still, still going to be on the Facebook when you go back. It's still going to be there. Yeah, it's and, not like you have to respond quick. And the thing is, it's, you're not anonymous. You got your name out there. And so it's like you write that down on the internet or on Facebook, you make a comment, you own it. And so until somebody takes that down, that could be on there for a long time. And so don't don't be a jerk online. All right? Just don't be jerks. Be good. Be, be Catholic. 
Be it Christian. It super stresses me out if I answer a question and I don't feel like I did it nicely. Uh-huh. I, it stresses me. It, it just makes me feel horrible. And so I'm just like, I really don't try to interact too much on anything that would conflict. You know, I right. just want to keep everybody. And in. a lot of people put out all their heavy emotions online, especially when we talk like politics and stuff yeah. like that, because everybody's got such deep seated opinions on things or even like, you know, I mean, we're doing something as simple on our church in our church, or, you know, we're doing totally renovation of our parish. And I mean, you would, ha- I would think, okay, I'm going to say something that might sound like a jerk, but I think that you'd have to be blind to think the way it was is better than the way it's becoming. And yet there are still people that show their anger about what we're doing. We're making oh it gosh, beautiful. Really? So it's like, so come on. It's like, uh, oh. Let me ask you this, though. So okay. because of Facebook, yeah. we feel like we have to be the light everywhere, even when it's dark. And lately it seems like Facebook's super dark. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you is, you know, I want to get off Facebook, but at the same time I feel like I have to be there to represent good. Sure. So, you know, what... But does it cause you stress? Yes. Well, then of get off of it. it so, yeah, I mean, the, so, so the idea of, yeah, if you're on it, then try and be good. But, but if it causes you undue stress, get off of it. All right. God so pushing uncomfortable spots sometimes. We, we do have a caller. <laughs> Matt, you are our first caller that is on the air. Matt from Hello, Superior. Matt. Welcome to Real Presence Live Straight Talk. Matt, are you there? Oh, I guess we lost Matt. Oh, Matt. Call back. Yeah, so we'll put out the question anyhow. Sorry, Matt, we didn't mean to do that on purpose. Don't take it personally. Uh, wonder what the difference is between justification and sanctification. Well, I mean, those are good questions uh, as well. Uh, so um, I guess I wish Matt was on the line because I guess I'd, I wish that he would uh, clarify the question a little bit more. And so um, I think that maybe if if I understand where Matt's coming from, and I might not understand, so if he gets back on the line, he can help us out here. But right. um, uh, where sanctification is maybe God's work and justification is our cooperation with that. That's what I'm thinking. So it's like uh, we respond to God uh, by by how we um, uh, um, how we live our lives, you know, and how we you know the term good deeds is often used. Uh, you can't earn your way to heaven. That's a that's a heresy called Pelagianism from the early centuries of the church. And so you can't earn heaven, but you can live your life in such a way to where the terminology is often used as merit. You know, and so where um, uh, you you put your will to God's will, and so but you don't justify yourself. Only God does. So I don't know. If, I don't yeah, know if that's where Matt was going from. All right. So well, we've had I, my theory has always been has been shot down. Okay. So now people are calling the whole time. That's great. Thank you all you that called in. We are done with this segment. And right after the break, we're gonna have a great guest who's a really good friend of mine, John DeSanto. Mm-hmm. 